Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Decoding the Unknown. As always, I'm your host. Hello there. Today, what happens is uh, we're covering a topic called Blank Room Soup. As always on this show, I have no idea what this is about. Kevin, the writer for today's episode, he's done one or two for us before. Kevin recently wrote a piece for Casual Criminalist, actually. And if you enjoy this show, I think you'd also enjoy that one. In a way, they're kind of like sister shows. This one's a bit of a spin-off of that one because I wanted to cover some unknown stuff. And... Uh, well, that's why we do this podcast. But check out Casual Criminalist as well. It's a bit more popular. Um, but this this one, we're working on it. It's going places. Thank you, Kevin, for putting it together. I'm going to read it. We're going to explore Blank Room Soup together. I think Kevin put together the one about the Pink Floyd mystery. And I was like, Kevin, more internet mysteries. Because, I don't know, I guess I'm part of that generation that loves those internet mysteries. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. I assume this is an internet mystery. Otherwise, Kevin's just ignored me. Which also can happen. Let's go. As a writer, I feel like I'm entitled to refer to myself as an artiste of sorts. But life as an artist can be quite difficult. Not because artist is as synonymous with unemployed as actor is synonymous with waiter, but rather because a person's art can take on a life of its own. I feel like this also applies to YouTuber. Like, if I meet someone and say, what do you do for a living? I'm a YouTuber. They either assume that either I'm very successful or I'm very poor. Artists create things because we have something we want to express. Oh, no, I'm not an artist. Don't get me wrong there. I don't think actors are artists. And that's essential. I'm not an actor, but I'm not a presenter. It's the same sort of thing, right? We're not artists. We just do our thing. Uh, They make something they want to express, but there's no way to know how people will receive your art. When I say espouse my personal beliefs on the mystery of the week, will Simon gleefully declare we're on the same page, or will he have taken my work to a completely different conclusion than I hoped? Later that same evening. We're not on the same page. Well, I have to say with the casual criminalist one, we've had a difference, not a difference of opinion, but I was just like, I don't know if that's right, Kevin. I don't know if I not don't believe you. But I didn't like, we weren't quite on the same page for Kevin's first casual criminalist. We were on the same page for his first decoding the unknown. So, uh, but I like it, you know. It's nice for it to be a little bit spicy. It's a bit more interesting than like, uh, me and Danny, who I do business plays with, we're on the same page pretty much all the time. And it's nice. I feel like camaraderie. But when it's like we disagree on something, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of exciting. Only time will tell. Fortunately, my writing is predominantly ex- ex- expository. So, I shouldn't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, so, I'm not subject to the dreaded death of the author that so many other writers fear. There's death of the author's right where the author's not supposed to put any of their opinions in the... Like, they're not supposed to... If you're writing a book, it's not supposed to be about you. It's supposed to be about the book, right? Which I always thought was a really weird thing. Because I'm like, I don't know. If I write a book, do I want to like put a little bit of myself into it? Otherwise, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I mean, I guess like most of the videos I make on YouTube, it's like I don't really put any of myself into it. It's just I'm reading stuff. But with these videos, I'm like, I like to put a bit of myself into it and like tell you my stupid opinions on and tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life as annoying segues. 
like this. Uh, there's very little room for misinterpretation here. But what happens when an artist releases something to the public and it takes on a life of its own far from what they ever intended? Imagine writing a bluntly satirical poem about your friend's inability to make a decision, only to have it read at every graduation ceremony for the next hundred years because all of society got it backwards. Oh god, am I supposed to know what poem that is? This is probably an American thing, right? Kevin's American. And we, we, we have graduation ceremonies, but they're, no one's reading any poems. It's just like, there's some dude who, I don't know, he's like a chancellor of a university or something, and he gives you a scroll, and you're like, cheers, mate. And uh, I remember, disappointingly, there was no moment where we got to throw our hats in the air. You know, you get those mortarboards when you graduate university. And uh, in, in movies, people are throwing them in the air. Never happens. I was like, what? <laughs> Stupid movies lied to me. What if you posted comics of a crudely drawn frog with an awkward bath with awkward bathroom etiquette and then woke up one morning to discover it had become the spokes frog of the alt-right? Oh my god, that'd be really upsetting. This is with a Pepe thing, right? That that weird frog that somehow became associated with the alt-right. And it's the creator's like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's like you now imagine something much more personal. Instead of a joke at your friend's expense or theoretically funny comics, this art is an extension of you. It's a physical representation of all your fears and insecurities that you've chosen to bring to life. Well, that's on you, isn't it? Should you have brought it to life? Should you? Maybe you should have just buried those fears and insecurities deep inside your soul. Big of Come on, Nigel, don't be so British. Artists are driven to create, to express, and to entertain with little consideration given to what could go wrong. Because what could go wrong? We normally think the worst-case scenario is that people won't like our work. But just like a half-shredded Banksy painting, something sometimes the world takes hold of a piece of art we never intended them to have. Sometimes we create a three-dimensional humanoid version of our psyche for ourselves, and it goes on to star in YouTube torture videos. And also, there's soup. I have no idea. This is unlike the... I, I had never heard of the Pink Floyd one. We're working on another Decoding the Unknown right now, which I don't want to spoil, but it's a story that I'm vaguely familiar with. But this, like, soup torture weird thing, I've never seen it. Never. This is non-internet mystery I'm familiar with. The videos. I'd love to give you all sorts of backstory on the character and the artist responsible for its creation right now, but Simon needs his watch time for those sweet, sweet analytics, so let's just jump right into the juicy bit to get you hooked, and then we'll circle back. That's kind of true, like both on YouTube and in the podcasts. It's nice, you know, you've got to have that strong, short introduction, which, uh, I mean, it's great that you're mentioning this at the bottom of page one, Kevin, but we're already about 10 minutes into the episode, and anyone who's clicked on this expecting a succinct video has already, well, been extremely disappointed and then clicked off. For all of you who are still here, thank you. Legends. Uh, for Simon and our YouTube viewers, here's an image of the video um, video's antagonists, Ray Ray. Okay, here we go. We'll put that up on screen, but I'm looking at Ray Ray right now. Are the two of them? This is how I imagine Jeff Bezos would want Alexa to look. Right? You know, kind of creepy, kind of spying on you. You know what's up? They're like, they're, they're there. They're listening to you. I know Simon likes to read a little ahead while reading these, but very for- but this very fortunate page break means you hopefully got to see Simon's immediate gut reaction to these weird doll-like mime characters. Yeah, no, they're unquestionably kind of creepy looking, aren't they? It's definitely not a toy I'd buy my kids. Weird, but not imposing or menacing, at least not on their own. They also predate Funko Pops by eight years, so I really hope there was some sort of lawsuit. I don't know what Funko Pops are, I'm afraid. Anyway, the first known version of this video appeared on YouTube in Nove- on November the 26th, 2005. Oh my god. Oh, gee. I think I've been doing YouTube for a while. 
But I've only been doing it, like, seven years. That doesn't feel... I mean, it feels super long. But also, 2005. It's like tw- nearly 20 years ago. The video is uploaded by user Renaissance Man with the name Freaky Soup Guy. In the video, we see a wooden table in the center of an otherwise blank white room. At the table, there's an Asian man wearing only a bib and feverishly eating a bowl of soup with a comically oversized wooden spoon slightly larger than his forearm. How have I not seen... I guess this... This is like... 2005. I remember YouTube in 2005 because it was brand new and it was mostly just pirated clips of Ali G that I would watch on YouTube. Um, so yeah, it was a different time. I didn't come across the Soup Man video. Uh, the man's eyes are covered by a black sensor bar and the video is 2005 quality, so no positive ID has been made of this man. Shortly after the video begins, someone dressed in a Ray Ray costume walks over to the man and starts rubbing his back as though to encourage him. He kneels down and keeps rubbing, and a second Ray Ray walks over and starts rubbing his back. Throughout the entire ordeal, the man mostly sounds like he is sobbing, uh, but at points, it sounds like laughter. There are times when it sounds like there are si- there's simultaneous crying and laughter at different pitches, which leads me to believe that either the cameraman or one of the Ray Rays might be laughing, or maybe it's still all the start, or maybe it's still all one one man, and it's just the 2005 video quality again. The video is just over a minute long, and it cuts out abruptly with the two Ray Rays encouraging and/or consoling the man in his soup. Should we watch this, Jen? I think we'll be okay if we uh, if we if this video is still available. Let's watch it, and we'll watch it together. And uh, anyone listening, well, hopefully you'll uh, see what's up. Okay, here we go. This is a re-upload for sure. All right. A man is absolutely... It looks like it's really spicy or something. Oh my god, it's not very nice. It's very weird, isn't it? (laughs) Is this a different video? This must be a different video because they're not rubbing his back or something. This must be a later one or a different version. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, And just for watching home, we've obviously got the wrong video. I'm so sorry. But uh, at least gives us a vibe of the, uh, you know, production quality go away i don't want to watch the next video maybe it got taken down or something and um, the other ones are just explanation videos of it so i don't know anyway <laughs> that was an unplanned diversion that didn't go according to plan i apologize the video is just over a minute long and it cuts out abruptly with the two ray rays both encouraging and or consoling the man in his soup the description for the original video simply reads we don't know what this is i could do my best to explain this bizarre and mildly unsettling video but since one of what jen does is worth a thousand of what i do that picture is a thousand words jen's the uh the video editor i mean uh on this channel if you're uh if you're new uh here's another image for simon and our youtube viewers apologies to our podcast listeners but you'll just have to use your imaginations or use google search i know it's usually a dangerous proposition but i promise you the first page of results don't have anything more disturbing than the image you were looking for so it's just a picture of these weird ray ray characters uh just rubbing this guy's back and consoling him while he slurps at his soup 
weird. For, from the image, it's easy to see why, when the video was picked up in 2004 by YouTuber Creepypaste and attained truly viral status, that it was uploaded with the new name BlankRoomSoup.avi. The freaky soup guy sounds a little too goofy for a creepypasta, whereas BlankRoomSoup is just a vague, ba- vague and bizarre enough to titillate the imagination, and adding .avi to the end of it means that you know this is going to be some old-school deep web sh- Yeah, the one I just watched had a .avi. It's like, why? <laughs> It was also more ominous and tantalizing title than the much more accurate Funko Pop Strokes Asian Man.fbi. But please do not put that into Google Image Search. There was a second video in the Blank Room Soup saga, originally titled Soup Torture. I'm sorry, that is just what I clicked on. I assumed it was just a re-upload, relabeled, or whatever. In this video, we see the same man again eating soup, only this time instead of crying, he's gagging while choking down as much soup as possible. Yeah, the one where it looks like he's just it's too hot or something. After 10 seconds of this, the two Ray Ray silently enter the room through the door in the rear wall. They stand there, motionless, as the man continues to gag on his soup, completely unaware or unfazed by their presence. They watch him eat for 30 seconds, then one of the Ray Rays charges the man at the table. When he is one step from the man, the video cuts out, leaving only the sound of a half scream cut off by the end of the video. It was unable to ascertain exactly when this second video was uploaded. The YouTube account that originally posted the video has since removed all of their videos. Uh oh. The earliest record of the soup torture video I could find is from 2008, when both it and Freaky Soup Guy were uploaded to the daily motion account Ray Ray TV, which allegedly appears to be the official account of Ray Ray. The caption for this upload of Freaky Soup Guy read, A creep of people who look like us doing something to someone that we would never do, we promise. This is all very mysterious, but so far, I'm kind of like, isn't this just like the weird shit that kids got up to on the internet back in the day? When YouTube wasn't competitive and you could just make like a weird video? And because there's about four videos on there, plus a bunch of pirated Ali G clips, someone's like, yeah, I'll watch that. And uh, yeah, it gets views. Nowadays, I feel like this doesn't work anymore. You don't really see, like, creepy videos unless it's on some deep Reddit. So that settles it, right? Obviously, these were official videos from Ray Ray designed to show his more menacing side. If they were posted by the official account with a jokingly threatening message, then that must be the end of the mystery. Well, if you consider the fact that Simon has likely just commented on how many pages are left in this script, I didn't but there are pages left, then clearly this is not the end of the mystery. To get to the end, yeah, there hasn't really been a mystery so far. Right now, I'm just like this weird kids uploading weird videos, isn't it? To get to the end, first we have to go to the beginning. I gave you the creepy doll man, uh, as promised, but now it's time for me to circle back to the most crucial part of this mystery. Who is Ray Ray? Ray Ray is the creation of animator, director, screenwriter, producer, storyboard artist, voice actor, and all-around cool guy Raymond Percy. Wow, okay. <laughs> Mystery solved! Although Ray Ray's. Th- 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 these guys are just dressing up like Ray Ray, right? Oh my god, whistleboy, pay attention. Um, Ray Ray was a self referential cartoon character that had been drawing for years. In 2002, he teamed up with voice actor and puppeteer Paul Pastore to bring Ray Ray to the third dimension, where he could evolve from mere cartoons to a full on stage show. An official character biography describes him thusly Born of a mix of inhibition, a sense of alienation, and a deep seated need to entertain. Oh my god, is it deep seated? Is the saying deep seated? For my whole life, I've been saying it and thinking it as deep seated. Deep-seated makes way more sense, doesn't it? Oh my god. I can't believe I'm just learning this now. People must think I'm extremely dumb. It's not untrue. Deep-seated. Deep-seated is the correct term. This guy got it wrong. I don't know. It's a direct quote, so I'm not sure if Kevin's just transposed it wrong. 
Um, I thought it was dips deep seated. Deep seated makes way less sense than deep seated. You'd think deep seated like it's a seed inside of you, you know, like. But deep seated, doesn't that just mean a comfortable chair? The last part is awfully pretentious, but if you've seen the Netflix show Atypical, Ray Ray is the same thing as Sam's drawings of Little Man. I've never even heard of the Netflix show Atypical. Netflix has so much stuff, and I have to say I've become a little wary of it because Netflix has some great stuff, but they also churn out some absolute turds. I was watching some space show, and it was just so bad. I can't even remember what it was called, but some people, they go on an adventure, and it just beca- it's like... I don't know. I don't know. It was so bad. Netflix makes some terrible stuff. It just feels like, I don't know, low budget, bad acting. Ah. For those paying attention, you'll notice that the Ray Ray costumes were created in 2002, while Blank Room Soup was created in 2005. The videos were posted on the official Ray Ray account, so was this a struggling artist trying to be the first person to go viral on YouTube to dumpstart his career? It would be a completely plausible idea if he was actually a struggling artist instead of being damn successful. His list of credits go back to 1996, where he worked on The Twisted Tale of Felix the Cat. Oh yeah, and that same year he also worked on a little show called The Simpsons. You might have heard of that one. By the time Blank Room Soup first appeared online, Raymond had already been directing episodes of The Simpsons, and a year later he won a f- Emmy for an episode he directed. Yeah, you could say, like, what's this guy do? He's a screenwriter. Is he successfully? Well, he won an Emmy. <laughs> Dinny writes a directs The Simpsons. Yeah, no, he's successful. But also, successful people also want to do weird. <laughs> like, he's doing The Simpsons, and then he's also like, I'm just going to make some weird YouTube videos because, I don't know, I'm bored. I got money. I just want to try something new. I don't know if it will work. It doesn't mean he won't do it. The man had mainstream success working on one of the most popular shows of all time, and he did it back when The Simpsons was still arguably the greatest show of all time, before the legacy of those first 10 incredible years were tarnished by the unwatchable filth of the last 15 years. Savage! I can't believe they're still making The Simpsons. I remember like enjoying New Simpsons when I was a kid, and now there's still New Simpsons. I haven't watched it for years. But I can't believe they're still made. Are they still with the same actors and stuff? Don't they sound completely different now? Haven't some of them died? It's been like 30-something years. He also had his Ray Ray shows where he got to do his personal artsy stuff. The only possible motivation I can think of for him to make Blank Cream Soup was if he used a time machine to travel to the year 2022 where he was so offended by the fact that I could absolutely describe Ray Ray's performance that he then went back in time to create a performance that I'd be unable to describe. If and only if that happened would I believe that Raymond Percy was personally responsible for Blank Cream Soup. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he is necessarily. I don't think it's wildly out of the possibility that he is, but it just more seems like it's some random random kid who's making stupid internet videos. Wait a minute though, looking through the YouTube account of Renaissance Men, the first person to upload Blank Cream Soup online and the first video uploaded to the account, I can't help but notice that the other videos are all short clips of The Simpsons and The Muppet Show and a video titled Five Seconds of Fame showing Raymond winning his, winning his Emmy and a lot of cell phone videos of kids playing Wii Tennis. Isn't this just Raymond Percy's personal YouTube account? The name Renaissance Men certainly has the same level of pretentiousness as Ray Ray's official bio. So did we just crack this, crack this case wide open it seems so i love it like when people don't know how to use youtube and they're just like uploading videos of their kids and then they have one viral video or whatever and it's like you go back and you look at their thing and it's like wait this is just pictures of your this is like family videos and then it's uh you know like some viral hit that you had and that's like that's weird the theories number one it was raymond all along 
Yes, that was Raymond's original YouTube account. No, we did not crack the case wide open. This is still one of the most popular theories, but it seems to fly in the face of all rational thought. I know artists aren't rational, but neither am I, so if there's some sort of insane pseudo-logic, I feel that it would have, that I would have sussed it out. In 2015, during the height of Blank Room Soup's viral rise, YouTuber Rainbot was investigating this theory and did something so impressively imaginative that most people wouldn't have thought of it in a hundred lifetimes. She went to Raymond's Tumblr page and asked him directly. Much to her surprise, Raymond emailed her his story about the origins of the Ray Ray character and the video itself. Oh, there is a big quote. Does this page quote go on? This quote goes on for a page! Wow, okay, let's go. <laughs> is this fair use? <laughs> Ray Ray is a performance I created years ago. That's also the two characters' names. Ray Ray. I created them as a way to visualize and have fun with my feelings of loneliness and isolation at the time. They were sort of caricatures of me. Ray Ray didn't have the tools to communicate or express their thought, but still stood and drew attention from the outside world whether or not they wanted to. They started out as doodles, then paintings, then art pieces, until finally what you see in the videos. Full-bodied characters existing and living in the world, and yet somehow completely apart from it. For a project that at its core was about isolation and misunderstanding, I I met and got to work with a lot of great performers and artists. Ray Ray mostly performed in LA, but we did get to take them across the US and even to a few other countries. One time we performed at a club on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood, I think it was the Key Club. It had such a small backstage that the dressing room was all dirty, broken down RV in the alley behind the club. Uh, I'll just say sick because I'm not sure if that makes sense. Uh, we all we were performing with a circus type group that had dancers, drummers, fire eaters, etc. This group had a fan base in LA, so there were a lot of people that knew our act. After the show, we went. We were all in the now empty club, striking the stage and loading equipment. The not fun part of performing. When my group went back to the RV pack to, to pack up our stuff and go get some food, we found that most of our Ray Ray props and costumes had been stolen. The door didn't have a lock, and the alley led right out to a busy street. So it might have been someone in the audience, but really, it could have been anyone. Needless to say, I was very very upset. Luckily, we had extra costumes made so Ray Ray could still perform, but it was a blow to all of us. A few weeks later, I got home from work, turned on my computer, and saw an email with an attachment. In the, it was the video that everyone is now calling Blank Room Soup. The guy in the bib with his eyes blacked out eating, and I don't, I don't know what, out of a bowl with a big spoon, and my character standing around him. I put it on YouTube so I could share it with my group. We talked about it at length. Was the guy crying, laughing? We couldn't tell. Honestly, the strangest part was the ray rays in the video that moved and behaved exactly the way they should. It's not something that new performers had to train for weeks to get right when we release new acts. I don't think we had much video online at the time to reference either. Well, their movements are just kind of slow and thoughtful. It was a little strange thinking that the people who were making these videos had been watching us perform for perhaps some time. I like weird stuff, and even though they were using my stolen characters, I found the videos funny, even if they were a little insulting to my creations. Some of the people in the gr- in my group even reposted some of the Ray Ray Soup videos later on. There are more clips than the ones I posted. I think the last one I got was a few years ago. You're all making me wonder if the people who made them are seeing all this online attention too. Yeah, probably. They know they're a meme. Um, okay, well, it seems like mystery solved that this guy just reposted a video on his personal YouTube channel. I have to say, I was kind of leaning towards the fact that it was him, just kind of being a funny artist, dude. But, uh, well, there we have it from the horse's mouth itself. And it doesn't seem like one of those emails where he's, like, being weird about it. It's like, no, 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 I really made the video and I'm just telling you this story so you think I didn't. This sounds like people could check on this if they really were motivated enough to, but I'm not. And, yeah, that just, uh... Yeah, doesn't really, it's kind of, that's it, isn't it? Shut down. Boom. End. 
King quote. I don't like to include such long quotes, but there is so much important information in there that it didn't feel right to edit or abridge it. But here's a quick recap of the highlights. First, dude loves his semicolons. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did notice that while reading it. I respect that. More to the point, I don't I still honestly I'm not entirely sure. As a 34-year-old man who, you know, I write a bunch of stuff, not scripts and stuff, but like emails and whatnot. You know, I use a use I use I, I still don't know how to use semicolons. I use them. I'm just not sure if it's correct or not. More to the point, someone stole the Ray Ray costumes from the trailer at a live show, made the videos, and emailed them to Raymond, who uploaded the first video to his YouTube account. Also, there are allegedly other clips that never got distributed widely online. This also explains the caption, we don't know what this is, on the original upload. Personally, I find his entire story plausible, and it's much more realistic than the idea that he would make this himself. Even less realistic is the idea that he would make it himself and not take credit for it. For any of you who are either on the fence or still in in the camp that Raymond made these videos, let me offer you one more piece of information. In his email, Raymond said that he thought the videos were funny. Typically, creators don't go around telling other people they're funny because we want you to be telling us that we're funny. That's not true. Here we go again. I, that's not, I don't feel that's true. I feel that that's true for <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, that is so cynical, mate. Like, I love, I don't know, I feel like that's building other people up and being like, you know, if you expect people to tell you that what you're doing is cool, dish that shit out. Like, when I see something cool online, I'll hit that like button. I'll be like, that's awesome. If I see something truly amazing, I'll post about it on my Twitter or I'll mention it in one of these videos. Oh, my God. And speaking of, I did want to share this on my Twitter, but I didn't do it yet. There's a guy who covers songs on YouTube, and I can't remember his name right now. But if you search, like, guy who covers songs in the style of Blink-182... You'll find it. Maybe someone in the comments has already on YouTube has already been like, is this dude? It's amazing. He just covers all of these songs, which are like the songs of, uh, for me, like growing up early 2000s, 90s. And he just covers them in the style of Blink-182 or he'll cover Blink-182 in country or whatever. And it is, the guy is an artist. It's unbelievably good. And I've just done a crap job promoting him because I don't remember. And his ch- his channel's name is just his name. It's not something like super catchy or something. So I, that's why I can't remember it. But he's really good. Speaking of which, uh, if anything I wrote in this episode makes you laugh, be sure to get into the comments. I need you to give me all those tiny dopamine hits that the internet age has made us crave. Otherwise, I'll have to resort to buying more loot boxes in Raid Shadow Legends to get my fix. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Raid Shadow Legends. They uh, For those of you unfamiliar with this meme, uh, they advertise on a ton of YouTube videos and they don't leave creators alone. The number of times I've had emails about Raid Shadow Legends from Raid Shadow Legends, it's wild. I've just started replying to them with ridiculously large sums of money. They'll be like, yeah, we could do the spot for this much money. And I'm like, how about 10 times that? And they don't email back. And I'm hoping that by doing that, they'll eventually stop emailing me. Or they'll be like, sure, we'll do that. And I'll be like, okay. That's a lot of money. Number two, dark web torture video. What I love about this theory is that there's absolutely no evidence to back it up, yet if you look at the comments for any video about Blank Room Soup, you will see it repeated over and over again as fact. This is what happens when a strange video sits online for a decade with no explanation, slowly gathering hundreds of thousands of views. Someone makes up a rumor to possibly make the video sound scarier and over time it morphs into the most vile and elaborate theory possible. How vile and elaborate, you ask? Well, bad enough that you don't want to think about it too long, even as a work of fiction, but not so bad that Simon is going to have to just stop reading. 
let me paint you a picture. Oh god, we'll see about that, Kevin. We've already established you're a bit more cynical than me. So let's see. This is gonna get- I get the feeling this is gonna get nasty. I don't really know if I want to turn the page. <laughs> A man and his wife get kidnapped off the street one night. They're taken to a nondescript location, tied up in an empty room, and starved and tortured for days. The woman, desperate and with nothing left to lose, tries to fight back, so they kill her. The man continues to be starved until his captors finally feed him a bowl of soup made with her remain. No. No. Why would someone make this up? It's like a horror story. You can't. This is not real. There's no evidence. None of this is real. This is just a horror story. He sobs into the bowl over the fate of his wife, but is so ravaged by hunger that he has no choice but to consume her to survive. The video of the torture is uploaded to the dark web, where it's discovered and posted to YouTube. In the interest of fairness to this theory, there's one piece of supposed evidence that seems pretty damning if you, can be, if you can't be bothered to spend five minutes on Google. There's a video floating around purporting to be Blank Room Soup number 3. The video is less than 20 seconds long and is an exterior shot of a building at night. Against the building, we see Ray Ray forcing a man who is tied up and wearing a strange outfit and hat to walk, leading him presumably inside the building. Ray Ray stops briefly to pose the man at the camera. People assume that this was the same man as the post two videos and was evidence of his abduction. That's not evidence. <laughs> That's just another stupid video on the internet which probably means nothing. People assume a lot of things. Like Raymond Percy, Ray Ray is an artist and a performer. Ray Ray also enjoys collaboration. That's why the man being abducted in the video seems, despite the low-quality recording, to very clearly be none other than Gil Sharon. Sharon is Marilyn Manson's former drummer, but more notably to this story, he is the drummer for a band called Stolen Babies. Look into the band, and we can see a photo shoot in which Sharon is wearing the exact costume as in the supposed abduction video. Furthermore, we can see several photo shoots of the band tied up, several photo shoots of the band with Ray Rays, and even several photo shoots of the band tied up by Ray Rays. Percy animated the music video for their song Push Button, and Ray Rays even make an appearance in the video, both in animated and physical forms. Oh yeah, and the singer for Stolen Baby is Dominic Lenore Percy, Raymond Percy's little singer i know this is the internet so when you see something that fits your chosen narrative it's easy to tunnel vision on it but do your due diligence this took literally zero effort to figure out i'm just a writer not a wannabe internet sleuth yeah this is the thing though and this is what like decoding the unknown is like why it's <laughs> I don't know, I don't think this channel will ever be as big as some of those, like, deep, dark, dark web internet mysteries. Because they're just like, And then there was another video published six years later showing the Ray Rays finally kidnapping the man. So we confirmed that it was true. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's great. It's a great story, but it's also not true. And if you spend five minutes, you'll figure out that it's not but uh, it makes for a less exciting video <laughs> because one is fiction and one is non-fiction. Anyway, there are variations on the abduction story, but the aforementioned is the most common. Some versions include the couple's children, and in some it's just a man who is abducted and starved and he is crying tears of joy at finally having a meal. The one thing all versions of this story have in common is that there's no proof, credible evidence, subtext, or anything else that would point to this being the true story. Still, it is one of, if not the most popular theory out there, so I had no choice but to include it. It makes for a spooky story, but it really could have used some vampires or mummies or something. Yes, more fiction that is exciting. Is this really still, if not the most popular theory out there? I know it's popular because it's entertaining. It shouldn't, I guess popular theory doesn't mean correct theory. But if you look at this, it's obviously, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and I feel like the opinion of anyone who is really logical, that 
I mean, obviously, it's just some kids making a stupid video with some creepy costumes that they stole. Case closed. End of debate. Number three. Oh, God, there's two more theories. <laughs> and we know what it is. Number three, fetish video. This is probably our most plausible theory so far. What? And it is a weird one. I, I Why go deep? The Occam's Razor or whatever, which, by the way, I just made a video about, um, it's kind of like, it's just stupid kids. Why would you think this is a fetish video? What's, do people have fetishes about this? If yes, I'm just imagining it's going to be a really small market. This is probably the most plausible theory, and it's a weird one. I'm unsure whether people are suggesting it as a video for people with a soup fetish, people with a living doll fetish, or if it is a video for the small section of the Venn diagram where those two things intersect. I don't know, and I don't want to know. I'm aware of Rule 34 of the internet, and I'm sure this video checks that box for someone. I'm not here to kink shame, but I don't understand it, and I don't want to. Still, it is a theory that exists, and I'm not going to... Fortunately, we're offending a really small number of people who are into... Uh, uh, sexually as a kink soup and dolls i don't know this show is probably not big enough for someone who's into soups and dolls combined as a kink to be listening or viewing let's stop stop exploring this idea and move on still it's a theory that exists and i'm considering the breadth of bizarre things that people are into and it's hard to discount it as complete nonsense partial nonsense maybe but there's still a chance the most concrete evidence for this theory is the way that it's difficult to discern whether the man in the video is crying or laughing the speculation is that he's trying to cry but he lets out some small laughter number four video from a fan and now we reach the final theory, and the one that makes the most sense by far. Kevin, man, it's got to be like, you really, you you said this was the most plausible one was the fetish theory. I just disagree. We're not on the same page. I don't love you anymore. And now we reach the final theory, and the one that makes most sense. This theory, the theory is that the fans, the fans of the Ray Rays stole the shirt costumes and created these videos as either a weird homage, a love letter of sorts, or whatever other impulse it is that drives fans to create works of fan fiction featuring their favorite characters in positions they would never normally have wound up. I'm looking at you, Kirk and Picard, homoerotic fan fiction. Oh my god, is that a thing? Uh, I hope that that I know it's a thing, isn't it? Otherwise, it wouldn't be brought up. But that's too weird. That's definitely really weird. Regardless of what drove the author to create these videos, this really feels like the answer. Raymond Percy Raymond Percy describes the movements of the Ray Ray characters and and how familiar they must be with the show to have gotten them right. To my eye, the movements don't look terribly special or unique in the first video, but in Blank Room Soup 2, their motions do seem very deliberate. Most notable is the odd way that one of the Ray Rays charges the man eating the soup. It is very unnatural and a bit laboured, but I assume this is the result of wearing a bulky costume. Yeah, I just watched it and I'm like, okay. So he runs at the costume in a weird way. I don't. Th I just. I don't think it's that complicated. Uh, this could be the sort of practice movement that Raymond was talking about. However, the most notable thing about that moment from the clip is that the man does not appear to be in any danger at all. The way Ray Ray runs seems to lack any malice or urgency, and it feels completely staged. Yeah, it just felt fake. It felt like one of those things where you know they cut the camera and it looks like he's hit him, but he just stops at the last moment. It wasn't like an unstoppable force honestly i'm glad it's most likely some sort of weird performance art and not act one and two of a snuff film not because i'm opposed to violent murder. <laughs> jesus christ kevin i say shoot them all and let god sort them out what time did you forget him american <laughs> kevin you are so cynical it shines through no i'm glad because when i'm inevitably murdered <laughs> it's 
Damn. I'd at least like to be terrified instead of really confused. Might get your wish granted. Half the continent up in flames and old men like that running the show wrap up so this is where the trail ends no one has claimed credit for the blank room soup videos and while theories abound it seems that the evidence we have can only be used to disprove or discredit certain theories there's nothing corroboratory i always struggle with that word like effortless 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 you know what i'm talking about that word's also a nightmare um i've shared what theory i believe but where do your beliefs lie well i mean i know he's asking you the audience but you all know where my beliefs lie it's the most obvious one it's just a stupid performance art video i have to say i do kind of believe that maybe they were stolen by fans of these characters that kind of makes sense to me so i think i'm i am with kevin i am on the same page that it's performance art um it's a silly video that some people made and they are fans of the ray rays if you want to tell us what you believe the truth behind these videos is you're going to have to go in the comments the analytic gods demand it um yeah and if you're listening as a podcast you can't do that but uh i'm sure you've got a great theory in your mind maybe you should send this podcast to a friend of yours tell them to listen to it and then have a discussion about it won't that be brilliant and it'll also get this show in front of more people thank you i f-ing hate puns and i'm sorry anyway they say that tragedy plus time equals comedy and so too it is true for blank room soup when a, what was once a creepy video that people believed was a real life torture scene has now just become a light-hearted meme if you'd be so kind jen i have one more image for you jen it's this one you can see this people at home um if you're watching there are countless versions of this meme. Oh, basically it's like uh there's some woman sitting at a desk oh it's a painting is it a painting it looks like a painting or something and she's like looking into a bowl and there's two like cats like big human anthropomorphized cats in the position of the 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 uh the ray rays there are countless versions of this meme out there which make it all the more shocking to me that i've never once heard of this story before researching it for this episode but now i can't sleep and when i do ray ray haunts my dreams hopefully simon approves my next script proposal the mystery of why kittens are so darn cute so i can finally get a good night's sleep again or be mauled by ocelots either way <laughs> kevin your dark soul this has been an episode of decoding the unknown i sure hope you did enjoy it uh definitely a weird one i like these internet mysteries because they're like og internet stuff which i don't know it's kind of fun it's what i grew up with and it's nice to know what happened to all of these ones even though i never heard of that the next one we're doing the cicada one. Oh, did i say i wasn't going to spoil it well we're doing that cicada 3301 or whatever it was which was that weird internet mystery gonna dive into all of that it's a long one haven't recorded it yet will do soon uh for now if you're watching this show on youtube sum it up hit that like button make sure you're subscribed if you're listening as a podcast why not leave it a review that would be very very kind and i'll see you next time